This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. It's Friday night. Time to talk sports and sports gambling. And it's great to be back. Carmen DeFalco alongside the legendary Mike North. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap here on ESPN 1000 and the great ESPN Chicago app. And it is a pleasure to have Mike uh, or to be back with Mike this weekend after uh, missing a week. Thank you to Randy Merkin last week. But uh, there's still lots happening. Man, golf has been front and center, Mikey. We're getting closer to baseball, hockey, and basketball. Let's hope it all happens. Well, you know what? I mean, Carm, you know what? When you have a restaurant, at the end of the night, you know what you got to do no matter what. After you're done cooking the meal, after you're done doing everything, you got to do some cleanup, right? You got to mop right. the floor, wipe off the counters, you know, clean all the utensils and everything else. So a little bit of cleanup for me. First of all, I want to just say condolences to Seth Mason's family. Uh, if it wasn't for Seth Mason, who was my boss uh, at the original 1992 score, and if he didn't give all of us an opportunity, many of us would not be uh, in, in the business or would have, have had the opportunity. All he did was basically change my life. Hmm. And uh, I just want to give condolences. He passed away at the age of 71. I had talked to him about being a consultant in, my, in uh, the movie when we, when we actually end up doing the movie when COVID's over. And he was excited. I talked to him about three months ago, but I did not know. He was sounding excited, but he had gotten pancreatic cancer about 11 months ago. So I want to give condolences. I also want to give a heads up to George Hoffman. George, don't worry. You'll hook up. Absolutely. And I also, if I can... Want to announce that for the first time, really in my life, I shot under a hundred this past week. Yeah, first that? time ever. Yeah, well, you're getting time. good, man, for not playing. And just well, I play every day game. now, but still, that's incredible for just picking up the game a, a, a year ago, right. a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book taking up golf uh, in the medieval times and, uh, <laughs> and how good. and how to you know I think people don't play golf if they never played it early. They just decide not to do it. But I live too close to a golf course i'm a member and i said you know what i better use it so i just want to say that and carmen it's good to have you back even though doing radio is a vacation i got a feeling <laughs> that this year with covid and everything else it had a little bit more special meaning oh my god it was nice to uh yeah get away Where'd a little you go? bit we up in wisconsin for a uh, for a tommy few bartlett the, the tommy bartlett you know the tommy bartlett show is still going on but they shut down for the summer because of everything but they wow. st- they still do it up on lake delton see if tommy bartlett was still alive i I got a feeling it's going. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, they I, still do that. The grandstand's still set up. They just don't have any shows running. I told summer. Randy uh, last week, Randy Merck, who did a great job once again, I told Randy, Ditka would have training camp, even if the NFL was closed. Probably. And Tommy Bartlett would have the water ski <laughs> show. Still have the period. water show. I want to totally second what you said about George Offman, by the way. and the, you know, Great guy. You obviously go back even oh, further with George. 92. I, when you guys first went on the air, I mean, I, I listened to all you guys and listen to George. George was doing sports phone, I think, way back in the 80s even, a little bit before my oh, time. Oh, he used to give me the bad news. Right, exactly. Him and Ron Cleason <laughs> right. and other guys. When you guys used to have to call up and get the scores, I mean, it's crazy to think about. But I will say that I got to know George being in the business so long, especially when I first started 
as just a young kid, basically, and was covering games, whether it was basketball, really at the at the ballpark on the north side and on the south side when I was young in the summers with Bruce Levine covering games. And I got to see George and meet George and know George. And I absolutely love the guy. And uh, I think it was a 10-year run at, at BBM and yeah. ended earlier this week. So I'm with you totally. Uh, I know a George. Pros, a a pros, pros, bro. Absolutely, Mikey. And I absolutely love George. And I know he said he wanted to hang on a few more years before officially retiring. Oh, Hopefully he, he lands somewhere because he's great. And he's oh, by the gem. way, a couple real quick. Seth Mason, one time I, I was taking heat on all sorts of things. The media, my grammar, my language, all this <laughs> other stuff. I go up to Seth Mason. I go, listen, maybe I should clean up my, my grammar a little bit or something like that. And maybe I should. He goes, you do that, you're fired. And he always had my back, always had everybody's back. And another one was the time we had ribs delivered, because me and Jan Jiggets were pros at getting food in. We had ribs delivered, and XRT at the time had a rule, no food in the studio. And Seth tried to grab mine and Dan's ribs, and Dan went, get your hands off my ribs. And I go, yeah, get your hands off my ribs. And yeah, those were the days. Nobody takes ribs uh, away from Jigs. I mean, no. Oh, Jigs and I, we didn't know what he was doing. He walks in during a commercial. It was great. <laughs> That's all. Were they Gale yep. Street Inn ribs, I hope? No, I don't know where they were from. <laughs> I believe they might have been where the meat falls off the bone, my friend. So great. Um, how about the golf? You know, th- this weekend, obviously, yeah. we've got the tournament at the Memorial going on this weekend. The field's incredible. Right. Last weekend, same course, great drama. But, man, uh, for, for sports betters. Uh, mm-hmm. And just for, for sports fans, I think the way NASCAR has come back, and we've all uh, had a little fun gambling on NASCAR, we've had some winners. The way golf has come back, we've had some winners there. I mean, it has been uh, very welcome, I think, for, for the betters, the sports fans, the golf lovers, to see that they are successfully pulling off these returns, Mike. Well, i got to tell you, uh, NASCAR I haven't been interested in for a few weeks, but just because it's NASCAR, and it seems like there were so many men. You didn't know when they were running, that they were running three times a week. I will say this, golf has been giant. And I listened to Rand, uh, Randy last week. I laid off Morikawa after a hot round on Friday. He had not as good a round on Saturday. So it's like you, I've always said on on the odds couple when you don't bet something that you would have lost it is a win so i felt like i won and i gotta be honest the first couple weeks the last couple weeks i was like one and three and one and two i nobody knew because when you lose you don't say a whole lot right (laughs) Right. but i went three and one this week the only guy that uh, screwed me up was have uh uh victor Victor hovland Hovland. Yeah. yeah he he was beating justin thomas and justin thomas came back nice after really having a disastrous round now the memorial this week has got different pins Different tee placements. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ball game, I believe, because of the conditions and everything else. But because of that, you won't see the scores you saw last. I week. think you're right. I'd be surprised if they go yeah. as low as they did last week because this is a little bit more of a prestigious tournament. The field really yep. is incredible, so it'll be another fun weekend of watching and wagering on golf. It's uh, so prestigious. The golf channel showing it right well, now. It's about time. I mean, I, or, or you know, this morning they did. Yeah, I can't get over like why the PGA is still sort of restricting. The, the access. I mean, because they just, want you to buy the gold I package, guess. the feature group. Yeah. They want you to buy the, but they don't understand. You could get better advertising dollars with the ratings going up just from your TV. Yeah. I know they want to stream, but they're 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 taking. They want to charge people money for that. You know. Yeah. I and mean, that's a tough. If you're a huge golf fan or you're a gambler, yeah. like ourselves, yeah, you might want to do that. It's, you know what? I did it. For a couple tournaments uh, last year, uh, I didn't do it. BB did. I don't even know how to get on the damn thing. But but she did it, and uh, I had fun with it. 
But even watching on a computer, it's tougher than just watching on the big screen, Sure, baby. no, it is. That's true. Uh, we'll uh, talk more about the golf, too, and some of the other props right. uh, that are happening with Luke Pergandy when he joins us from Prop Swap coming up in a few. That's our guy. Luke. We got Jim Miller later. For Jimmy! Some, yeah, for some ponies. You know, we realize uh, when we're back on the air next Friday, Mike, we're already going to have, fingers crossed, it should happen, we're already going to have a couple of baseball games in the books. The season starts next week. I mean, it's so good to actually go on a site and see more than just some futures plays for baseball, actually looking at lines. The Yankees and the Nationals next Thursday are going to open up the season, followed by the Giants and the Dodgers, so a doubleheader. It'll be Cole versus Scherzer in that first game. That'll be the first game of Major League Baseball 2020. The Yankees are minus 130 on the money line. Nats plus 120, total of 7.5. I mean, it's so nice just to be saying that and to look at those lines and see them. Well, for us it is. Yeah. That's for damn sure because, uh, look, whether I like them coming back or not, this is how I make part of my living. You know, I mean, basically, uh, you know, this the odds couple's based on, on this. I think it's interesting. I don't know if people know this yet. That that uh, Caesars and other entities, I don't know if it's everybody, they're, they're not going to list the pitchers anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you're minus 135 with Scherzer, let's say, going against somebody on at home, mm-hmm. he's at home against somebody like, uh, let's say, Kershaw. Well, it'd be like minus 115, minus 120. But Scherzer pulls out, you're not going to know it. It's no pitchers are going to be listed according to the information I got. Is that because they're concerned about how long these pitchers are going to be allowed to pitch? It might be. That's a great, great catch because I was trying to figure out why are you not going to do this. It may be because of the shortened schedule. Yeah. It may be because they've had uh, hardly. They're not going to have hardly any spring training. It may be because they're not only. Uh, going to be able to pitch like two, three innings at the most mm-hmm. to start things off with. Right. So you might be right on the dot with that, Carl. That's what Mike and I have talked about that a lot over the last year and a half since we've been doing this. I mean, really, when you're betting baseball, you know, those pitching matchups are are very, very key. That's how those lines historically yep. are set. But with all this uncertainty and all this craziness, and you know, to think that a starting pitcher, especially early on, might only be allowed to go two or three innings really affects the way you gamble on this. I don't know how I'm going to handle this next week. Like, do I want to jump in right away and make a few wagers? Maybe I will. Do you want to feel it out a little bit? I don't I know. I think I'm going to jump in. I got a I, bad I, feeling. I know. I'm with- but does the pool got water in it? <laughs> does the pool have water? That's it. It's no fun to jump in if the pool don't have water. That's absolutely you know, right. I mean, a bad sight right now. These poor kids all over the city, they're walking by empty swimming pools. Oh my you God. know what I mean? They're looking at through the chain link fence. Do you want to be looking through the chain link fence, or do we want to go swimming? I think Carmen DeFalco, Mike North, I think they're going to go swimming. I think we probably We might will. have to have floaties, a little extra protection, maybe go light a little bit, but that's what we got to yeah. do. Yeah. In the last couple of weeks, Mike and I have discussed, speaking of baseball, some of the future angles here. Cy Young, we've talked about you know home run leaders and what that chase right. could look like. We've talked about wagers for the MVPs. One thing we haven't talked about are the rookies of the year in the AL and in the NL. We'll mm-hmm. do that in just a little bit. And also when we come back, our guy Luke Pergani oh. from Prop Swap, he'll fill us in on what's hot for the weekend. Don't go anywhere. With Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFelco. We're rolling along on this Friday on The Odds Couple. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. 
This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Back inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night, presented by PropSwap. Getting you set for the weekend. It's Carmen and Mike North, and we're joined by our guy, Luke Pergandy. There he is from PropSwap, one of the co-founders, a Chicago guy, and he joins us each and every Friday. And, man, we've spent a lot of time, Luke, talking about golf and how uh, it is great action, and especially at PropSwap and it played out exactly like uh, one lucky <laughs> golf fan and gambler would have hoped last weekend on your site selling a Justin Thomas ticket, right? Yeah. Um, so Thomas was 10 to 1 to start uh, the work day. So he bought a ticket, bought a $100 ticket on Props Up at 10 to 1 odds uh, on Thursday. So 100 bucks collects 1100 Um And then, of course, he was killing it the whole weekend. Fast forward to Sunday. Uh, his current odds were now minus 2,000 mm-hmm. was Justin Thomas when he had a three-stroke lead with three to go. Um, and that guy who paid $100 for that ticket listed at $4,000. So it was uh, new odds of minus 1,000. Someone was going to pay uh, 1000 bucks and they'd get a ticket that pays $1,100. Um, and someone bought it uh, on the 17th hole. Someone bought it, um, and of course uh, he uh, bogeys, and they go into the playoff. Uh, he hits that unbelievable putt uh, on the first playoff hole, but then Morikawa wins yep. on the second hole. Um, so just just an incredible an incredible swing, and you know the moral of the story is just once you buy a ticket on props up, post it at really high minus money and see if someone bites on it. Like, you never know if someone out there is willing to make a gamble, and especially with golf, which is such a volatile sport. These swings can happen in, you know, a matter of seven minutes. You go from minus 2,000 to a loser um, in, in a span of, you know, 20 minutes of golf. Um, so it was great. The buyer still got still beat the market. You know, the buyer paid minus 1,000 when the market was minus mm-hmm. 2,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, the seller got to lock in, you know, $1,000 of profit. Yeah, and uh, Justin Thomas didn't sleep for three days and was at the hardware store (laughs) looking for a chainsaw because uh, the Morikawa, if you didn't see it, folks, one of the great comebacks, if it isn't, uh, if it's a major, I mean, the last three holes plus the overtime, but the one where he hit the 24-footer after, uh, you know, Thomas hit the 48 was just sensational. What did people do with Morikawa's ticket on Saturday or after Saturday? Yeah, we sold a ton of Morikawa tickets. I'd say we probably sold maybe a dozen Morikawa tickets all weekend. Um, so I think the longest odds that someone picked up was probably 20 to 1. I think someone grabbed them at 20 to 1, uh, potentially on Friday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the kid's, you know, what is 23 years old. I mean, right. no one thought that he would do anything at this stage in his career. And, I mean, he's just coming out guns blazing. Luke, last uh, last time we talked, certainly I was off last week, so uh, it, the, going back even to the Friday before that, we still, uh, I don't believe at the time, had definitive knowledge of which cities the NHL was going to pick for these hub cities. Now, the way the NBA is doing it, they're down in Orlando. I mean, there really is going to be no home court. Now, with the NHL cities, 
Uh, I'm wondering, even though there aren't going to be fans, and, and and we know that that sometimes can sway the way a game goes, but when you look at Toronto in the playoffs, when you look at Edmonton in the playoffs, having to play in but still in the playoffs, like is there any sort of home ice advantage that might exist for those teams, and are those tickets being posted on the website right now for the Maple Leafs and the Oilers? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think it's always nice to sleep at home. Um you know, and just have your typical routine and your meals made. You don't have to be sleeping in a hotel bed. Um, so I hear Even you. Even if you're a hockey but, player, they yeah, like I to mean, roll those guys, well, don't they? Well, they might, but it, it's a different road this year. For oh, sure. sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, to your point, there is no crowd, you know. Right. So, you know, perhaps advantage of – uh, being able to sleep in your own bed, then perhaps disadvantage of not having your crowd there to boost your morale throughout the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I hear you on the Oilers. I, you know, to counter that point, we can't keep these Blackhawks tickets on the shelf. Mm. I mean, it, it seems like we're selling a, a Blackhawks ticket at 65 to 1 odds every hour. Wow. Um, it's It's been incredible. They're just such a public team always. Um, so I'd say that's that's far and away our hottest hockey ticket is the Hawks at, at sixty five to one. No kidding. Is it in, in no real change uh, even with the Corey Crawford news this week, Luke? I mean, it's the people they're still that that popular. That they public don't of the team. know. Well, they don't know, right? Don't you think <laughs> it's the Blackhawks? Yeah, no, it. I, I think I think Crow will play. I I don't see Crawford sitting out. Um, I, I hear you. I mean, he's got it, but. Uh, doesn't start for another, you know, two and a half weeks. They right. got a couple exhibition games first. Yeah. Um, I think I think he'll go versus the Oilers. All right, and uh, we're getting close to the start of baseball. I mean, by the next time we talk next Friday, there's going to be a couple of games in the books, and uh, I would imagine that there's still some good MLB action if people get to PropSwap.com and start checking at t- uh, checking those futures tickets. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, continue to sell the popular teams. You sell the Astros. You sell the Yankees a ton. Um, I saw an article talking about Reese Hoskins, the Phillies first baseman to win NL MVP. That's kind of an interesting one. Certainly in a truncated season, you're going to have some, someone's going to have a killer 60 games, you know, and and take home that award. Um, so a few dark horse tickets on MVP have been selling for sure. Nice. All right, Luke, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday, okay? Thanks, Carmen. Thanks, Mike. See you, buddy. There he is, Luke Pergandy. He's at Luke Pergandy on uh, Twitter, and he's one of the co-founders of PropSwap. Can I just say that the conversation we had off the air was entertaining before we Yeah, it was. We were talking about basically... I brought up that Kyle Montgomery hasn't changed in 40 years. (laughs) You know, he's the same... Lumpy looking guy with the curly hair and the clothes that are baggy. That he's always been. He's entertaining as an analyst and everything else. He is. The amazing thing is, Mike, like he the senior tour. He 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 didn't look great back then, but he kind of looks better now because he you're right, he hasn't changed at all in four years. Back then he looked like he was sixty. Now he's looking like he's 70, no, but he's good. Exactly. He looks pretty good. Colin actually. Montgomery, God bless him. I love it. Probably the, the best golfer that never won the big one, right? Couldn't we say that? I mean, that was always the, that was always kind of the knock against him, and you probably right? still say it to this day. But I'll always think Norman's the underachiever. I yeah. will always believe, no matter what he did with the British Open, it's, I did it with them. A couple majors, I understand it's it's true. fantastic. But to me, with his talent, and it was immense. Yes. 
I mean, you know, I, I don't know. We played, I used to play Kemper. Mm-hmm. They had to change the course because of the guy. Correct. On the one hole. They had to put a tree up. On 18. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's absolutely right. I mean, Mike's right. If people don't know, if you, Kemper Lakes is one of the great courses. They had great a PGA course. Tour I got event to play there. it by myself once with a buddy. It was Did you? Great. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. great. But what, what Mike's talking about is on 18, mm-hmm. uh, 16, 17, and 18 at Kemper is one oh, brutal, brutal finish. Brutal. Dog Lake left at Kemper on 18. Exactly. And, and it used to be no tree. What does Norman do before pharmaceuticals? Boom. He, start, he starts hitting. He starts cutting so much of the lake. He was hitting yep. the ball 300 yards before anybody else. He starts cutting off so much of the lake. They said, well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> You've heard of tiger proofing? They had a Norman proof it. They put, right. a, they put like a big island in the middle of the lake, and they put big trees big on it. trees up there yes, and everything. Ex- that's exactly right. That's how good Greg Norman was in the day. He ruined it for everybody else, though. Oh, my because God. Because, man, oh, well, not that, boy, Kemper's still a great, great, a great, cra- great track. track. Yeah. Great track. Mike. Uh, you know, we were and, and Luke just mentioned Reese Hoskins and looking for some of the value. How about in those, that? Yeah, some of the value in those futures plays in this. What's going to happen in a crazy sixty-game season? One thing we haven't discussed, and we should do it now before baseball starts sure. next week. Rookies of the year. I mean, in the AL, uh, it's Luis Robert, and you know the hype is really building. As a White Sox fan, that sometimes scares me. I mean, you're hearing things like, "Well, he's can't miss." I, I don't think that exists. Luis Robert is. The favorite, though, at uh, two and a half to one to win the AL Rookie of the Year. But he hasn't even taken a swing yet in the big. So I'll never go as far as saying can't miss. But, boy, he is a good-looking prospect for sure. I bit my lip one other time in my life on radio. And it's been a glorious 28 years. But I bit my lip on Tiger Woods. I said, maybe the hype's real. I was ready to go, come on, it can't be all that. <laughs> I bit my lip and never said anything. Thank God. Thank God. I'm going to do that with this guy, okay? But I think the hype is overhype, okay? I think that people that think he's an automatic is is for, for future stardom. You got to wait and see. But to get off to a, a great start, 60 games. Now, he, I know this. All these guys we're getting, all these big muscle guys that can hit the ball out of the park, the fielding, and the, it leaves a lot to be desired. I think that's going to be a problem. He's almost had a couple issues already, but as far as batting, I'm I'm saying that's a good bet. He runs like a deer out there in the outfield, man. I'll yeah, tell you that. Uh, like, just be careful. If you're looking for, yeah, exactly. Watch out for that wall. If you're looking for right. longer odds, the one I'd look at here. Uh, I mean, two and a half to one. It's you know, I get it. It's that not, means that he's almost a shoe. I know. Jesus Lazardo, the very talented uh, young pitcher for the uh, Oakland Athletics, is the second choice. Now he had COVID. Uh, he's he's fine, but he I mean he was late getting into camp with them because he had a quarantine because he had one of the positive tests. For the A's, but What's he uh, going he, off it? he's at three and a half to one. I mean, those are the That's two not bad. heavy favorites right there. That sounds like you go for the trap with Robert, and this guy comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that could be. Because how many people really know about him compared to Lewis Robert, especially where we do our show. Right. And you can catch our show on, on any streaming, to folks. Believe me when I tell you this, nationwide, worldwide. You know, people, leaders from other countries listen. They listen. To us. Just download the app. That's yeah, all you, you need. Think you don't think they know about Lewis Robert? What? How'd they learn from us? <laughs> of us. That's right. The odds couple. If I right were going to, they're search... in Shanghai. Exactly. And they're still right. listening. If I, I think he's the bet, but the, that might be a trap in this guy who I never heard of, by the way. What's his name? Jesus Lazardo. Jesus Lazardo. For the A's. And we think gonna, the A's are going to be a pretty good team. So. They always, they're over-unders, yeah. pretty, like over 30. Yeah. But they're notoriously so starters. So if we're going by trends, 
Are, is that going to hold true? Because, you know, it's slow starting in April's a lot different than slow starting now. Good question, yeah. And uh, well, the, the other long shot I like is a, a kid in Toronto that's going to make his debut this year, and that's Nate Pearson. He's one of these guys that throws 101. I mean, just absolute ridiculous power. He's a what big, What did I tell you about kid. Kopik? Yeah, Kopik, the Kopik thing scares me a little. I don't know what I'm going to do with you because this is going to be a, an issue. I mean, you know, he's got, besides arm problems, he's got, you know, personal issues, COVID. He wants to make sure his wife, I guess, is expecting. Yeah. It's going to be, he's he's coming back from a, some certain situations here that aren't ideal. I know. I, I wish they would let us know a little bit more because it would stop some of the speculation. I mean, Well, if that's just, on them. Yeah, that's I know. That's, that's the way. That's not on us because, you know what, they're forcing that on us. In, in the NL, your heavy favorite uh, is Gavin Lux, the kid in Los Angeles, who's going to probably be their opening mm-hmm. day second baseman. He's 2-1. to one. Dustin May, who's still technically a rookie, but burst onto the scene late last year with the Dodgers and into the playoffs. Dustin May is 12-1. to one. And remember, That's a good bet. It is a good bet. Dodgers are always good bets. And since, he tasted some major league cooking last year. Exactly. Since 1992, uh, a quarter, uh, 25% of all the NL rookies of the year have been Dodgers. They're always oh, it a good goes bet. back even farther. Jim LaFever well, I know. back in the day. It goes back way back farther than that. It's I mean, hilarious. They, they've always dominated the rookie of the year deal. When we come back, Mike and I are going to talk a little bit about the Hawks and the Oilers and their yeah, return baby. as they inch closer. And what do we think is going to happen with Corey Crawford and how could that affect the odds in the series and the Hawks' odds going forward? we still got a lot to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're rolling along, having a good time talking sports and sports gambling. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco, and we're the Odds Couple. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Hope everyone's having a great Friday night. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North, and we're the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap here on ESPN 1000. Encore replay tomorrow from 8 until 9. That happens every Saturday morning. And uh, don't forget, you can always check out the podcast if you ever miss anything. All the great podcasts from all the wonderful shows on ESPN 1000. Just download the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you have that on your smartphone. So uh, the NHL is getting closer to its return, Mike. The Hawks and the Oilers are going to be one of those play-in series. Uh, the money shifted a little from when Vegas first posted these lines. The Hawks, of course, will be the underdog, and maybe some of the shift has to do with this series actually being played in Edmonton now that we know that Edmonton and Toronto are the hub cities that the but NHL has chosen. there's not going to be any fans. There's not, and, and so I think that I, I don't know how much, and we talked about this with Luke Pergandy from PropSwap, I don't know how much it affects things. You're right, I mean, does, does Edmonton have a slight advantage just knowing the rink, knowing the little bounces, the little quirks, the nuances? I don't know. I mean, I, I think if there's an advantage there, it might be so infinitesimally small that it, it, it's not going to really affect things. And the line in the series price hasn't moved too much. The Hawks, still about a plus 145 dog. There's been a little bit of money on the Oilers. They're out to minus 170 now to win that series. But look, if Corey Crawford doesn't play, that dramatically alters things. Well, even if he plays, who knows what's going to happen? It's not like he's Ken Dryden. I mean, you know, <laughs> he can, but he's got he's got lineage. I get it. But look, we saw it with the golf last week. And by the way, I mean, Morikawa does he have that game if there's a crowd? What? No, Baba Booey. 
No this. <laughs> no that. No screaming. He could cut. He's playing at his club. That's what it was like playing at a playing a match game, and that was it with no that, emotion. That's an interesting question. Like, can he make that kind of a rally with you know just three holes to play? Does if, Thomas if wake yeah, up? Yeah. I mean, come on, does he hit the twenty four footer <laughs> after Thomas hits the forty eight footer? If he's surrounded by people, like, is there more pressure even for Absolutely. young Colin Morikawa to be able to pull that off? If you know he's feeling the pressure from the crowd, it's different point. than than now. And I don't buy the whole thing. But here is what I really don't buy. Can I be the first to say I don't buy the Blackhawks? I know they're talented and they got some good guys, but I don't buy them. I don't, and I see it in the line at 145. Yeah. I mean, what have we been hearing? And what does Luke say? Everybody's buying Blackhawks. Uh, everybody. Why? I mean, they're 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 down when you know when when William Hill I think was the first when the NHL announced the, the, this plan, and this goes back to probably some point in late I'm May or the, early I'm June. Edmonton kid. Yeah, I think I think that's the play too. I mean, the you Hawks, and I the, should go in on this. The Hawks were posted at a hundred to one, and uh, William Hill was the first. And most of the other casinos kind of had them right around there, about a hundred to one. I mean, they've been bet down to eighty to one. You know, so there is just that public money that the teams that like the Hawks, they're a popular team. Um, I've even got exact series outcomes. I mean, the Oilers. I can't can, name you one player on Edmonton, but they're going to be my team. You can name Connor McDavid. You know that. No, I know him. There you go. And the kid from Toronto. Uh, Austin uh, Matthews. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, I uh, think that I think the play to be honest here, Mike, and it is the favorite if you're looking at the series outcome. Got to bet Edmonton is is the Oilers in four. That's plus two seventy five. Oilers in five is plus two ninety. Uh, if the Hawks were to pull you don't off think an the upset, they're going to win one, huh? Yeah, I know the Hawks. The Hawks uh, to win the series in four is five to one. The Hawks in a sweep is four to one. That ain't happening. Oilers in a sweep is four and a half to one, and the Hawks in a sweep is nine to one. I would probably go five or six games. Well, it's only five. Remember, this is best of five. Oh, that's right. That's I'm sorry. That's right. I would go with Edmonton. I would too. I, I think the play is. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to say it, but I think you're right. Especially is if Bobby Hall back with them. If Crawford doesn't play, there is no. Are chance. we back to the future? <laughs> Come on. Or is it like 2015 Hawks? That'd be a lot different. Yeah. And I think there's no chance without Corey Crawford. I'd say that that if, if you find out that that is the case, and those those prices are going to change if that's the case, but the the well, outcome of Oilers and four would probably be it. What was it before Crawford got hurt? Around the same thing. Well, it was the what, I, 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 yeah. It was like they were like one. Th- I think they were about one forty, one thirty five, one forty. Right. Yeah. So okay, has it meant a little bit of a difference that he's out? And in our eyes, doesn't? Yes. Yeah. I just look at the public, and I see what the public does. And sometimes, even if I love the Blackhawks like I do, I you got to go the other way. It's yeah. a business. I got to go with Edmonton. You know, before the uh, interruption and everything, my, uh, I had the Dallas Stars. I still have that ticket. I have it at twelve to one. The Stars are fourteen to one right now. Mm. Looking at it objectively, I would also tell anybody that's looking to maybe get in, whether you're going to Prop Swap or you want to get a futures ticket somewhere, uh, I would take a pretty good long look at the Colorado Avalanche uh, going into this thing. They're about seven and a half, eight to one. What uh, are the Bruins? The Bruins are the favorite with Tampa at five to one, Mike. And put a little on them, I think. I think Boston's awfully good. I really yeah, do. I really do. And I think they're physical. Yes. They're quick. They got I, everything. They got everything. They do. I, you put a little on them, and then you could take a long shot, or you could take your Blackhawks, folks. Right. And then you got some rooting interest for 
if in case the Blackhawks are out, exactly. you got another team or two. Exactly. I think yep. that's the smart thing to do, actually. Yeah. And I think yeah, you're right about Boston. Boston's got it all. They can score. They can play tough yep. and gritty. And I hate that Brad Marchand because he's, they a, come oh, to but play. he's good. Yeah, they do. They're, and they've got experience. I mean, they're really, really good. Vegas is all the way down to six and a half to one. Because, you know, Vegas had been such a hot team going into – uh, the, the the break. Now, what will this big layoff do to them? I think I mean, the who glamour's knows? off them a little bit. Boy, but they're good, though. I mean, I mean, they're, oh, they're great. They, their last 12 games or 14 games going into the break, they were fantastic. Well, you know what? There was a problem, though. There was a break. I know. And how, you know, like, how, what? Well, nothing now. Right. I mean, like, forget about any momentum you it's had. A new season, basically. It's, it is. It's like, it feels like a totally new That's season, it. doesn't it? Absolutely. We got the NBA coming back, too. I mean, I'm so curious All to see how this kids. is going to play out. I feel I so bad for him. It's terrible, right? Are you kidding me? It's terrible. The belly aching just gets, it's, it's just, just crazy. They got to stop. You know, it's, it's just, stop it's, it. it's, it's a bad look, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you know what? Please, please just play the game. Play the game, nothing else. Put your name like LeBron on the back of your jersey. Play the game. Is there any way that something stunning happens in the NBA with this? Speaking of like a whole new season, I mean, that's that's kind of what it feels like after a four or five month break. Is there any way that they got them like locked down? They might as well had this tournament at Statesville. Just open up the prison and just have them stay in the cell. I mean, basically, I know they got all the great amenities of life. But seriously, you're captive, aren't you? You're captive. I mean, you you are. You want to earn money, but you're captive. The, the, the amenities are great. I mean, can, there's I, guys. There's a rat hotline. I heard there is. There's a snitch hotline. What's, they, what's this country coming to? They, Mike, they, a rat hotline. They've been down there for a week, and you've already got guys breaking the protocol. It's like, guys. I mean, if you're gonna successfully pull this off, you got to suck it up for two and a half months. And I mean, yep. You know that's going to go by fast. If you're cruising along into the conference finals, uh, you know that you're, that's your reward. If you get to the finals, just suck it up and deal with it. And and we want it selfishly because we'd love to see this thing played to completion. You hey, know? listen, man, I just saw Trey Young. He was just jumping over a fence, man. He's not. All right. I mean, that's it. Now I'm going to go. Now I don't know. You don't know who this is. I I joked yesterday. Red hotline. If I if I'm the you know the Clippers, the minute the, the conference final started, I'd be like, hey, I just saw LeBron. He left the bubble. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, Come Anthony on. Davis and LeBron just got in an Uber. You know, it's like yeah. They better vet that when they're all said and done. Oh my God, they got it. They're going to be like it's going to be like Escape from Alcatraz without oh, the water. It's so crazy. They're going to be cutting through holes like you know to get out of the room. Come on. Put fake uh, fake you know put fake mannequins heads. in their beds. Yeah, I love that. You movie. know what? Escape from Alcatraz is the you know what's going to happen. And you still enjoy it because for a brief moment, they get over on the big guys. That is that is a movie that's got to be what? That's 40 years old, right? Escape from Alcatraz, at yeah, least, I would say. Years old. That and, movie... I, and I saw it at the movie theater. Please, let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's fabulous. I remember Clint Hall. Look, I remember Clint Eastwood when he's in Rawhide. How about okay? that? Yeah. Come on. You could sit down right now and watch Escape from Alcatraz and be totally entertained. That's how oh. good that movie is. It's fabulous. And, 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 and when the guard falls for the, for the dummy head, it's always a pleasure. It's awesome. It really is. When we come back, our guy Jim Miller. Jimmy! He's got ponies, and we've got some NFL division odds we're going to talk about before we wrap up in a NASCAR uh, update going into the O'Reilly Motor Parts 500 down in Texas this Sunday. Still more to do. Don't go anywhere. We're the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. 
This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Homestretch here on The Odds Couple on this Friday night. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. We're with you each and every Friday from 7 until 8 here on The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap, and it's that time we talk to our guy, the galloping gent, Jim Miller from Hawthorne. Jimmy! There's our guy. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, guys? How are you doing tonight? Doing very well. Make sure you follow Jim on Twitter. He is at Hawthorne Jim. And uh, how's everything at the track these days? Everything's great at the track, Carmen. Carmen, you missed. There was big news on last week's show, and it had nothing to do with these sports that you're talking about. We got the matchup coming up in Arlington Heights in just another week or two. It could be my kid's baseball team against Merck's baseball team. How about this? That's right. That's right. And hopefully they'll both be pitching in that game. The carnage at Arlington. That's right. The fact that I'm the manager of my team, I can arrange for my kid to be on the mound. We'll see what kind of power Merck's got. I wonder what what kind of line we're going to set for that game. Oh, baby. From the sound of Jim's team, I would probably make them a a big favorite. Jim Jim Miller, we got to remember, we remind everybody, Jim Miller, our guy, pitched in the minor leagues uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers organization, right, Jimmy? I, I did. That's right. Four years, 97 to 2000. But hey, hey, I was a late bloomer, so I want to give Merck a false sense of security and say it hasn't yet rubbed off on my kid completely, but uh, we'll see what happens when How we can kind of sway the line the a little minors? bit. How much fun was it? Even if I know you didn't make the big show, how much fun though was it to play baseball? Absolute blast! And I'm gonna get. I'll I'll give you two real, real, real quick stories for you guys. I started out in a league called the Pioneer League, so I was playing in Helena, Montana. Mm. Very first game of the season, we're playing the Great Falls Dodgers. Their third base coach is Mickey Hatcher. Mickey Hatcher, known as the guy who crawled into home plate in the World Series. Sure. First pitch of the game of the season, Mickey Hatcher gets thrown out. (laughs) Of the game, the other team has no idea what go, what was going on. Every fan in the stands knew what was going on because he did it apparently every single season. That's awesome. So that was hilarious for our, for our introduction to the minors. And then the second team we played against was the Idaho Falls Braves. Their pitching coach was Rick Sutcliffe. Oh my! Rick Sutcliffe God. brings all of Big us out red. there on the field, and he says, "Hey guys." There's only two umpires in the minors. Here's a great bulk move that you can use on the mound to pick off runners <laughs> left and right. So it was so awesome. The stuff you saw and the guys you met and the things you learned. That is pretty fantastic. we got to run that by Sut next time we talk to him. I love that. Yeah, what we... Idaho Falls Braves. He that was is... the pitching coach for it. That is great. What do we got for this weekend? We got some action, Jimmy? We do, and we're going to start in Monmouth Park. They got a great card on Saturday, and there's a couple of races to look at. Race number 11, $300,000 United Nations on the turf. Look at the five horses. Aquaphobia. This is a seven-year-old that's really improving lately with the longer it goes on the turf course. This is a horse that runs for Mike Maker, who's a great trainer on the turf, and I think Aquaphobia is going to be awesome in race but 11. how is he in water? <laughs> he, he swims a little bit, but you know what? But, He's got a great stride. But the name, Aquaphobia, he's afraid. He's afraid right? of water. Exactly. He can All probably right. handle an off-turf course, a little bit okay. of rain without a problem there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> race number 12, the $1 million Haskell. This is one of those three-year-old races that normally you see these horses after the triple crown and you see who comes back look at the one horse dr post this was the horse who ran second to tis the law in the belmont and he's not going to be the favorite in this race because bob baffert has a horse by the name of authentic who everybody's going to bet their brains out on but dr post 
Five to two, if you get that price, it's worth a play in race 12 at Monmouth. Then go to Hawthorne on Saturday night. Race number nine, bet this horse across the board. It's the one horse, Stella Kemp. This is a horse that was 50 to one in the same race last week and raced very well. It's a horse that's improving, probably still going to be somewhere around 20 to one, should show speed from the inside and should be able to hang around for a piece late. All right, so three races for the weekend on Saturday for tomorrow. Monmouth Park, we got race 11, the five horse, race 12, the one horse, and that is Dr. Post, who, as Jimmy mentioned, was uh, the, the runner-up, the second-place horse at the Belmont a few weeks back. And then Hawthorne on Saturday night, race nine, the one horse across the board, we're going to bet. Right, Jimmy? That's right. We're going to make some money this weekend and get ready for the big showdown in Arlington Heights. I love it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, pal. Jimmy! Thanks, Jim. All right, boys. Take care. See you, buddy. There he is, Jim Miller, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. He's a great follow, so make sure you follow. You know what would be a great uh, deal? Go to the 20 scummiest tracks in America. A road trip. Right? It's 20 scummiest. I'd rather find the best ones. All right. Not scummiest. That's a wrong word. I, Keeneland. Laurel. Sure. All the, t- not scummiest, the, the below, not the Kentucky Derby, not Churchill Downs. Not the big ones. Would you rather go to the big ones? I'd rather go to, yeah. like, I, like I went the Belmont? to. Belmont? No, probably not. I'd rather, I want to see Saratoga. I want to see Del Mar yes. because I've heard those are just, like, stunningly beautiful. Santa Anita. Santa Anita. Absolutely right. Like, I've been to Churchill, and I got to say, I mean, Churchill, I, I remember walking up thinking, this is Churchill Downs? Like, it, right. it's, it's kind of. It's kind of dumpy a little right. bit, you know? I mean, but then... Just like where the Preakness in Baltimore is located at, and stuff now. At Pimlico, yeah. But then when you drive, if you go to Lexington uh-huh. and you drive past... Now, I've never been inside this track, but I've been by it uh, because I've, you know, done bourbon tours and I've been down to Kentucky um, a bunch. Keeneland looks spectacular. I mean, like, it is just... It looks beautiful, and it looks so much more beautiful than... Churchill Downs. I'll tell you, when you drive, Mike, like through, and again, I, I've been around this part of the country right. just because of uh, my love for bourbon. When you drive, especially like around where Woodford Reserve and some of those distilleries are, will you see the magnificence of some of those real prestigious, historic Kentucky farms yes. where they breed these championship horses? Mike, these the, the it is stunning how beautiful these farms I, and these barns and these complexes. One are. of my heroes was Cigar. Yeah. And the reason I love Cigar is because he could ride in he could he could run in sand, mud. Hmm. You could take him overseas. He'd beach in Saudi Arabia. He could run on turf, anything. Okay? And then honest to God, I'm not the biggest horse racing fan. I heard you could go see him wow. back in the day. Yeah. But you had to take the road trip, and I never did, you know? Yeah. But to just see somebody, Secretariat, yeah. all these horses back in the day. And by the way, to you, Carmen, I finally had a bourbon that you featured. <laughs> Which were Crown cr- Royal. <laughs> Believe me, how do you think I got the three lines on my forehead? I love it. I'm serious. It was good to see you feature, I mean, basically... You know what? Uh, an old school. Uh, yes. Uh, you know what I mean? The most Crown famous Royal. of all the Canadian whiskeys, for oh, sure. Oh, Crown Royal, yes. We- <laughs> you have a few of those, you think you're Canadian. We've had a lot of those over the years, Oh, right? yes. Uh, NFL, real quick, Mike. I was yes. looking at some updated NFL division odds uh, inside the NFC North. The Bears... 
plus 350 as the third choice, only Love the it. Lions are worse. What do you think? The Bears got a shot I at like this the thing I like the Lions and the Bears. Yeah? Why not? I, I can't get behind the Lions for some Aaron reason. Aaron Rodgers is 20 to 1 as MVP. Yeah. That's not the same Aaron Rodgers then. Do you agree? That's high odds. It is. It's we- It's sort of weird to see right. him at that high. I odds. would have thought seven to one, ten to one. But now it's the young guys. It's the Lamar. Young guns. It's, Lamar. It's Patrick. It's Ru- yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah. And by the way, Mahomes. We talked Randy and I last week about this. Mm-hmm. Four and a half to one. Yep. I mean, come on. Mahomes is a shoo-in, I think. I think he's that good. He got he got Jordan esque money, Trout money. Yeah, I know. And he makes good decisions, but. You're right. I mean, it, it, I like Russell Wilson a little. For I MVP. can't get into anything until we know they're playing. Oh, that's true too. It's crazy. I, I did you hear me? Or it's going to be football. <laughs> I saw that. Coach, there's got to be football, right? I don't got me football because it's like economy. Oh, New Orleans. I <laughs> <laughs> got cra- crabfish and all that. You can't slap with a mask. Get that crawfish, coach. I, I, I did a walking jog the other day, and I I was slicker than a highway in the in the middle of a in the middle of a snowstorm. The walking jog is so great. Oh, the walking. The old Eddie old walking jog. I love it, the gentlemen. The, yep. the 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 t- the interesting NFC race. I still think is going to be what happens in the South, right? I mean, the Saints are the favorite minus one thirty. Tampa. You could get Tampa at maybe plus 120, plus 130 right yeah, now. Yeah, and they were 140. You know what? I think people, I, I think that's a sucker. Bet. Are they I, overvaluing I, them? Yes. Yeah. I think Atlanta. Wow, Atlanta. You'll get some good odds in Atlanta right that's now. That's right. If you want to take a, a long shot, like Mike just said, and you have yep. a feeling about Atlanta, you'll get 7-1 to one on the Falcons right now. He's still a great quarterback. He's just, you know. Matty Ice, Matty still Ice. a great quarterback. Boy. Does he have enough around him? He's basically the Southern Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And real quick as we wrap up, finally, uh, we have been giving people some NASCAR info here and there throughout the weeks. We've hit a couple of these, and they're off to the Texas Motor Speedway this weekend. Yep. Uh, the O'Reilly Motor Parts 500. A hell of an auto parts store. Hell of a parts store. Hell of a parts store. Do we have to bet our guy Blaney, uh, or the Irishman at of the O'Reilly? <laughs> He's 10 to 1, Mike. I'd love to tell you, Blaney has momentum. I got to tell you, I can't really give out anybody but Kevin Harvick. He's the heavy favorite, yeah. so it's not going to pay much, but... This is the guy at this track. He's the three to one favorite. He's finished in the top ten in each of his last five races, including a pair of checkered flags. Guy. He's doing, and he's won. I'll tell you, he and Harvick and Bush have dominated at Texas. Yeah. They've won six of the last fourteen events at the Speedway. I'm it, done with Logano. Yeah, I'm done with Logano for Blood now. Bloodlines only run so far with me. If you want one long shot to look at this weekend, he hasn't won in a while, and he's on his farewell tour. But I'm just going to tell everybody one stat. Jimmy Johnson is 30 to 1 this weekend, folks. Since wow. 1997, no driver has won more at the Texas Motor Speedway than Jimmy Johnson. Seven wins and 16 times he's finished in the top five. So, for nostalgic's sake, on a nostalgia's sake, on his last uh, race here on his farewell tour, if you want a long shot, look at Jimmy Johnson at 30 to 1. Other than that, that's about it, Mikey. Oh, my God, did we have stuff to talk about today? Holy and it's cow. Gonna get, and remember, folks, we got the replay tomorrow morning, okay? Check that out at 8 o'clock, and we appreciate you uh, tuning in to us, definitely. And next weekend, we'll have baseball 
action underway. Yep. And we'll have more lines to talk about. So we'll see everybody then. A thank you, as always, to Randy Merkin. Thanks to yep. Sean Davis. Thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. We appreciate uh, all of it. And thank you for listening, everybody. Mike, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Take care. For Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. Have a great weekend, everybody.